welcome back to the Blind Spots podcast. My name is Jake Tropila. I'm joined, as always, by my host, Christy Strauss. Christy, how are you doing this weekend evening? I'm doing wonderful. It's good to be back. It is. It is very good to be back. It's been a, been a while since uh, since June was when we last uh, got together for one of these. But uh, we're back and hopefully uh, ready to do these with some more frequency. Um and uh, to mark our uh, stunning return to the podcast, we uh, have decided to shake up the format a little bit. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the show, what this normally is, is the Blind Spots co- podcast is wherein uh, Christy and I recommend films to each other that the other person has not seen. Uh, we watch them both independently, and then we talk about the films on the podcast. Uh, but for this episode, this is a very special episode. It's, uh, in the words of Rod Serling, it's uh, unique and requires a different sort of introduction to the Twilight Zone. Um, we, uh, we outsourced our choices for this week's episode for, from our listeners. And uh, we managed to find uh, listeners who recommended each a film that uh, neither of us had seen. So for this episode, we'll be discussing two films that uh, neither Christy nor I had seen prior to preparing for this podcast, and uh, I'm very excited to talk about both. Wouldn't you say, Christy? Yes, very excited. I yeah. love that we still find ways to, to mix things up. So Exactly. This, this, this podcast cool. <laughs> can go in any direction we choose. It's fantabulous. Yes. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, to pick, pick the, kick things right off, I'm going to go with uh, the first film on our slate tonight. This comes from listener Paula. Her recommendation was Hal Ashby's 1973 film, The Last Detail. Uh, this is a film about uh, two uh, Navy um, – uh, what is it? Not soldiers. Is it chasers? They yeah, chasers? They're, yes. they're chasers in the Navy. It's uh, Jack Nicholson and Otis Young play a uh, pair of guys named Badass and Mule Hall, who are tasked with uh, escorting uh, a seaman, played by Randy Quaid, to a... Basically, basically they're transporting him to prison up north in Maine uh, for a uh, crime that he's done. He's been uh, dishonorably discharged from the service, and they have to make sure that he gets there and not escape. And uh, the film is uh, really just about their journey through this one week that they are required to deliver him to the penitentiary and ensure that he gets there uh, in one piece and is not later than his scheduled, uh, I guess, sentencing sentencing time dictates. Um, But, uh, yeah, this is uh, uh, any uh, general thoughts on uh, the last detail? Yeah, and it's important to note that he did a horrible crime, really, you know. Yeah, exactly. Which which we <laughs> totally learned is warranting eight years. Yeah. So this is eight years. This is a young guy. I believe he's they spent, he's eighteen. So he's he's very young, uh, just fresh into the service. Um, and uh, yeah, the crime that he committed, we found out that he attempted to steal uh, forty dollars from a veteran's charity box, uh, which he did not even get away with. Uh, it was just he was caught in the act of it, and he's just immediately even. Immediately declared a, or sentenced to have eight years taken off of his life behind bars, and uh, yeah, we learned that uh, he's actually a bit of um, a kleptomaniac because everywhere they go, he can't help but steal things in sight. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I had never seen. I'm very familiar with Hal Ashby's work. I've never seen this before, as we said up top. But I uh, I loved this film. Uh, I thought it was excellent. Uh, it's really carried by the three leads uh, who are all terrific, especially Jack Nicholson, 
who's as magnetic as ever. And it's it's I thought it was really just uh, something incredible. And I can't believe I've never seen it before. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I felt similarly. I obviously had not seen it, <laughs> um, given mm-hmm. that's why we're here. But no, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah, Jack Nicholson is just he's such a rapscallion in this movie. Um, <laughs> he's such a delight. Um, he's just like it's like him wilding out and uh, baby face Randy Quaid. Um yeah, it's it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and I was surprised that I hadn't seen it before either. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun to pair with the other movie too because they're so very different. But yeah. I um I really think the performances are honestly you know what drive this film because I don't mm-hmm. I mean honestly it's a pretty you know kind of simple story yeah. idea. Um, yeah. It's not really, yeah. It's it's a it's a road movie, so to speak. There's not really much of like in a plot. Like everything is set up in the first ten minutes. Two guys have to escort a third guy to prison. Um, they're you know they're each given a a daily per diem. Uh, they're both armed and they're you know they're required to carry and the prisoner is required to be in handcuffs for the duration of the trip unless they're traveling in a vehicle. Uh, all of these rules to make sure that they're, you know, following their orders. And, uh, yeah, so the film, basically, it's just a matter of, you know, will they get to their location and what will they learn about each other on the way? As sappy yeah. as that sounds, but it's it's much better than I painted out to be. And it's also, you know, they start to feel for him. He is a young yeah. kid. He's obviously, you know, the reason he gets eight years is because the person doing the charity is like the wife of a commander i think and yeah. so they obviously there's just a element of uh you know kind of resentment there and he they probably get way more than anyone normally would and i think that along the way they they start to feel for him obviously they take him out to different you know to get drunk for the first time to be with a woman for the first time yeah. and all these kind of first but i also think along the way they start to wonder if it's best to deliver him you know and start to kind of i don't know maybe realize things about themselves but also just there's an interesting relationship that occurs between the the three guys yeah and i like that uh so the the two um uh the two chasers uh transporting quaid they both kind of have a different um not necessarily outlook but uh Mm-hmm. Mule Hall is very much more straightforward. He's he's just kind of, all right, let's just do this. You know, it's orders, but we have to just suck it up and do it. Uh, Jack Nicholson is, like you said, he's he's very uh, – he's he's a live wire in this yeah. movie. He's just so <laughs> electrifying to watch. And he – you know, they have a full week to basically take one ride up north, and they decide, well, you know, let's let's see the sights a little bit. This guy's going away for eight years. Let's go to – Let's go to a diner and get right. like a let's get a cheeseburger with the cheese melted in, into the. It's gotta be melted. Eat. It's gotta yeah. be melted. <laughs> he teaches him, you know, don't don't take. He basically says, don't take shit. May if something's wrong, call it out and send it back. And yeah, they take they take him, you know, to be with a woman for the first time, and uh, they take him to to get drunk for the first time, which which makes up a large section like of, of the middle of the film is just them kind of drinking beers and fooling around in a hotel room. Uh, but, uh, which a lot of it, that feels very improvised, just how they're behaving. But, um, yeah, I love that they go to the bar and the, the bartender is, uh, you know, threatening to throw him out. And he's like, I'm going to call the authorities. And Nicholson pulls out his gun and says, I am the authorities. And so they get to enjoy beers. But yeah, he's, 
watching like you know it's it's great to just revisit an old film with nicholson in it and just see how incredible he truly was like he's like just one of the best actors who's Mm. who's ever lived uh in my opinion and yeah uh, yeah, i i think he's uh magnificent in this film yeah he has Uh, such an energy and it's he's just always wonderful to watch and you know he's obviously kind of the standout of the movie i mean he just has such a big personality that it's hard not for him not yeah. to be but you know what's interesting about the characters too is they also are getting paid for this like their per diem or however they phrase it so mm-hmm. like as long as they get him back however many days eight days or something like that i might yeah. be wrong about that um they can kind of do what they want in that and it's not even though they have differing opinions and nicholson's a lot more interested in just like you know, getting messed up and doing whatever. It doesn't right. take much to uh, to twist everybody else's arm into doing it. Um, but yeah, I, I just really enjoyed it. It was a great pick, Paula. Yeah, indeed. Thank you very much, listener Paula. And um, but I mean, I also have to give a, a special attention to Randy Quaid's performance. And, mm. and I know the actor has kind of gone off the deep end as of late, but uh, yeah. and he's he's always goofy cousin Eddie to me. But he gives a really he, a fantastic performance as well. It's very, very soulful. I love yes. any scene. You can just kind of watch him in the background, just casually picking stuff. Like they go into a little, uh, like a uh, not a gas station, but like a uh, just a little concessionary shop, and or and he's just like picking stuff up off of the uh, the shelves and just putting it into his pockets while they're all <laughs> shopping around. Uh, just casually shoplifting and it's like it's just yeah. it's just so embedded in his system that he can't help but not do it um but yeah his his like journey is really rewarding in its own um, yeah and it's emotional at times too and i think he does a lot with like i don't know his expressions and movements yeah. and the way he he walks and it's definitely soulful i think is a good word and over the course of the film, he, he changes a lot and we get more of a idea of his background and, um, you know, his, where he came from. And I yeah. think that they're, those are some of the more dramatic moments in the film as well. And they definitely hit, I mean, he, he does do a great job. Yeah. And yes, and he is always cousin Eddie either. way. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no. And there's just like some heartbreaking stuff, like where they get the opportunity to go visit his home, uh, but like mm. nobody's nobody's there and the house is just kind of in shambles. And um, so it's you know, there it's it really kind of causes uh, Nicholson and Mulehall to really evaluate the the charge that they have uh, that they're escorting. Um, but yeah, and you you you, you kind of wonder, like, are they going to get there and then let him go? And yeah, uh, you know, we won't we won't spoil this film uh, for no. you listeners of the podcast. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just a remarkable journey. And I will just add, I also love about Randy Quaid's performance is it's, he's very soft-spoken. And I mean, yeah. so often when he's on camera, he is like a cousin Eddie in a lot of movies or just much more of a personality. But he's very kind of um, not refined, but just quiet and contemplative. And um, mm-hmm. it's it's more subtle and kind of sad. So it's it's a different kind of performance. And he, he definitely nails it. I think uh, the only other thing I'll add about this movie, too, is... Um, the music is great, but when it was first starting and they were playing the it's it's, it's like kind of like in military, like drumming. And um, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I can. Is this just going to be like the whole movie, uh, like constantly? So that was like my only <laughs> was like just, just my like only. the 
Great Escape, just like a drum line and like a little little pan flute or something. Yeah. 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 It was intense in the beginning, and then it kind of it tapered, and that was yeah. Good. Once we get off first. the base, yeah, the yeah. city really takes over, and it's a great use of the city too. Like it's in these very like it's in a wintry landscape, and like the guys are really when they're out walking on the streets, they're like just actually bundled up in their navy coats, and they're yeah, like, they you look feel cold, so cold watching them. <laughs> you yeah. really do. <laughs> Eating a hot dog without a bun, freezing, I, cooking it I, on a stick. I love that. They're in this park. They're just at like one of those little uh, public grills. They don't have buns, but they're just yeah, heating up hot dogs and just eating them together. Just the love this the sense of camaraderie and brotherhood that they you know that they formed as part of their part of their careers, but also just on the the journey they've had together. Um, yeah. yeah, and sometimes it does feel almost improvised, like those little moments, like when they're putting wood into that, and they're like, "Oh, it's too much," and just like kind of yeah. like bickering back and forth, and just like when they're in the hotel room, and like you know, I'm trying to watch the movie after the movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, just those little back and forth is, is some of my favorite parts of that. There's there's like this great bit where like after just nights of heavy a night of heavy drinking in the hotel room, they're they decide like who's gonna get the bed, and Randy Quaid's already passed out on the main bed, so they're. Mulehall and uh, Nicholson are trying to roll out these like the the rollaway beds and like the legs under Nicholson's collapse on the edges, so it's just elevated in the middle and like you kind of just see him decide like all right, I'm just gonna sleep on it like this. It's like this U-shaped hump in the middle of the room. Um, but um, yeah, that and the I mean the ending, it's it's really uh, really kind of packs a punch. Um, it does. I'll, yeah. I'll say no more, but uh, yeah. It's, just totally, and there's one final great moment with Nicholson as well, uh, and another officer um, who he yes. who he deals with. But um, yeah, I uh, was you know I I was excited to see this film, and uh, I'm glad I did because it was uh, truly excellent. It was. It yeah. was truly excellent. A lot. Yeah. Of, a lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, any other uh, thoughts on uh, the last detail? No, I think I think that was the. The last detail. <laughs> that was the last detail. <laughs> Did uh, well, let me ask. Are you familiar with um, Hal Ashby's work? Yeah, I, I somewhat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, not obviously enough. Yeah, I've <laughs> I'm, seen. I'm getting there. Harold and Maude is like the big one that I've seen. Mm-hmm, um, of course. I think I think that's probably what most people see first. Um, and then uh, I've also seen Shampoo, uh, which I, I found I wasn't quite fond of, but I maybe have to give it a revisit. Um, just a lot of a lot of hair in that movie, um, but uh, yeah, this this one was uh, it's this is an excellent starting point if anyone's curious about venturing in his works. Um, yeah, yeah, and shampoo has a lot of hair, yeah. so that's just an important takeaway. From- I was just so distracted by Warren Beatty's like the top of his head in that movie is just it's like a it gives a performance of its own really. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I've seen Harold and Maude and Coming Home. Um, yeah. I think. I have not seen shampoo, but now I'm very intrigued by the level of hair. Yeah, yeah, so. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Well, uh, yeah, shall we uh, move on to our uh, next movie? Yes, indeed, we shall. All righty, what do we got? Oh, yes. So this one, <laughs> I'm just sitting here like waiting for you to go. Um, I, I can introduce it if you want. <laughs> Uh, that's fine. I can do it. Um, you're so much better with the scriptures, but I can do it. So the next one comes from listener Jerry, and it's the 2010 movie Poetry, um, directed by Lee Chang Dong. Mm-hmm. And uh, this movie, 
this really hit me this movie um quite a yeah. bit i'm it's it's still lingering on the brain but that's a good description for this um so this this grandmother um she takes care of her grandson she's i think she's like mid 60s late 60s she starts to have yeah. trouble um played by Yoon Jung Hee. Um, she starts to have trouble with words and remembering little things and, you know, goes to the doctor and how do I describe this? Um, <laughs> without like spoiling the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot of details surrounding there's, her yeah. life. Um, yeah. So yeah, she, she goes in for a checkup. She's got a, a sore arm and she's also saying, mentions she is forgetting words, but that's almost mm-hmm. secondary to the arm thing. Um, the doctor does advise, you know, just the arm can be fixed with just some light exercises, but the concern is the um, the forgetting the words. Uh, I almost just said forgetting words in her brain, but um, yeah, the memory loss <laughs> is an issue, and we do learn that um, I guess relatively early on that she is basically beginning to suffer from early stages early. of dementia. Yeah. Um, and uh, meanwhile, uh, a body of a schoolgirl uh, yes, shows yes. up. I got this. Okay, so who, you know, committed suicide, a young squirrel girl who goes to school with her grandson. We should say the detail of what happens with that, because it's a pretty big thing that took me, like, caught me totally off guard. But Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning. Yeah, so basically she finds out that her grandson and five other students um, had been been raping the girl that killed herself. And so obviously that's huge, like, just heartbreaking, devastating um, discovery. And meanwhile, by the way, simultaneously, she's also decided to take poetry classes. And that's something that is throughout the film. She's trying really hard to work on a poem and and kind of finding it hard to get the inspiration, to get the words out. And, you know, she's also like barely getting by. She's works, I think, just like part time as a maid, a caregiver. And, she they basically she meets with the five other fathers of the other students and they decide that they want to pay off the parents of the girl who killed herself. And, you know, it's obviously money that she doesn't necessarily have. So, yeah, yeah suffice to say, she's got a lot going on. Um, but, yeah, that's the description for, for poetry. And like I said, I, I saw this movie and, you know, it's just like like quietly devastating <laughs> um is the best way i can say it i think and and she's just so good in this movie just so good yeah so i yeah we can't we can't move on without praising her performance um uh, yoon jung hee is is absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. uh in this movie um you know she she just she portrays the character with just like just such such a quietly devastating precision that uh, you really can't help but just walk away feeling for her. Uh, she's just absolutely remarkable. Like you know, if, if obviously, obviously this is this is not as a uh, group centric as the last detail. This is really this is her show and just the world around her happens. Um, but it, she you know she carries the weight of it magnificently, and I think I can't praise her enough um, for it's because there's just there's a lot going on. Like there's there's so much going on with each detail of her life that like I very much want to get into um, this movie. It's just this movie's amazing. I'm gonna say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's amazing, uh, unforgettable, yeah. very, yeah. very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, just a lot of things that strike me. So, um, just the the revelation. Like, she's she she has this grandson who, like, their relationship just kind of seems contentious at best. 
not not on her end. Like she's you know she's she's, she she's the sweetest woman like she's, ever. Yeah, exactly. She does not deserve like just kind of the he, he ignores her and plays like just goes to sleep and plays his music loud. And he's you yeah. know he's he's a typical teenage grandson, I shit guess head. you could say. Sorry. Exactly. It's, he, it, no, it's, it's true. He is especially he is, with the crimes. He's a shithead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And she still loves him um, mm-hmm. as as grandmothers are wont to do. Um, but yeah, so there's the horrifying revelation that he's an associate of this crime that led to the suicide of the student. Um, and then, so what really struck me is how the fathers gather to meet with, um, the grandmother, uh, and, and the only reason they're doing that is because the kid's parents are out of the picture. So that she's the only adult in his life. And <laughs> their big concern is, uh, they don't want the lives of their sons ruined. And they think if they quietly pay off the mom, they can still grow up and have careers despite doing something horrible. And that's, I, you know, I thought that's very interesting. It's, it doesn't sit well with, um, with, uh, Yoon Jin Hee, but, uh, it's, you know, that's like kind of like the politics of the, of the, of, or like how the system is working here is that just the men are kind of looking out for each other. And, uh, and they shocking. Have to come, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very much so like, you know, it's, it, they're like no, no empathy or anything for the, for the dead student. Just, okay. This is an unfortunate, they treat it like it's just a, like it's it's no worse than like just exchanging insurance information like if if you were in a minor fender bender like yeah. the the gravity of it does not sit with translate with the men as much as it does with her um but yeah and they they have to all come up with five million dollars which the men can easily do but she cannot do because you know like you said she only works full time part time and doesn't have much in the way of income but yeah it's and then it's it's the way i looked at this film is that this is a person who, especially with her trying to write a poem, is that this is her trying to find beauty in a world that is surrounded by ugliness, mm-hmm. and and it's it's really just kind of devastating of her to to realize that truth as the film goes on, that there may not be much to write about uh, when she does her assignment. But um, what do you think? Yeah, that's definitely very well put. I think you nailed it there. I will say just to. Re- wind that scene where they all meet i love that scene um after they tell her and they're all like getting beers and i mean they obviously look upset some of them at least but Mm -hmm. not the same degree i mean you just drop literally a bomb on her um but she gets up and goes outside and and the way that it's shot you know you have like in the frame um you know vertically you're looking at the table and all the men sitting at it and then through the window you see her come over and just look at the flowers and start writing in her notebook. And yeah. I just loved that. I love uh, that shot. I love that scene. I just, it's something about, I think the fact that she's just, obviously, I think she's kind of in shock, but she's still also kind of going into, you know, back to this thing that's giving her comfort, even if she has having trouble finding the beauty, you know, in the ugliness of the world, even though she's having trouble, like getting a poem together, she still kind of goes there it's kind of like a mechanism and, and the fact that she's just out there kind of taking notes with the flower. And yeah, one of the fathers is very nice. He drives her and he says, uh, you know, he comes over and talks to her, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know that that scene stuck with me a lot. Yeah. And I was thinking about like the father who is nice. Like I'm wondering how much is that him just being nice just to I know get like <laughs> everything over with, because he also does kind of pressure her for like the money. And um and, and and he knows but, how to handle her probably because he knows that she's going to be the biggest wild card in this. 
Yeah, um, exactly. So I don't know if he's actually nice or just really good at. Yeah, and choosing. and like and them being upset is just it's, it's they're more upset that they have to not deal that, with this. Uh, yeah, exactly. That they mm-hmm. that this is something that is like oh like you know they're busy working men they don't have time for this 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 horrifying event that happened and um and like the even the the boys show little remorse as well um mm. so it's it's kind of just like this one this one woman who only like kind of feels bad and like yeah that the way you you describe that scene is perfect that's one of the standouts for me is just her going to look at the flowers and like she's just noted, like commenting on how like beautiful and red they are um but like uh, blood yeah exactly exactly like blood um and then, yeah. uh, yeah, we, uh, so she also goes and visits, you mentioned that she's like part-time as a, as a maid or like a, as a help for this. It's this I think it's el- both like caregiver yeah. kind of, but she yeah. also cleans and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, she takes care of this elderly man. He lives on the third floor of a convenience store. Um, I'm thinking that's where his granddaughter works on mm-hmm. the first floor. Um, and he, he turns out to have needs of his own. And mm-hmm. kind of kind of only sees her as his like his last outlet for for those desires. I'm being vague on purpose, but um, yeah, I you know I, just the way that she you know it's just her trying to do the right thing and take care of him. Just also, it's like she's just constantly being. It's like she's this poor woman is just constantly being be- betrayed by a world that like she's just giving herself to. And yeah. it's really devastating to watch. It's so devastating. She literally, and there's such a, like a purity and honesty to the film, but also to her. And she's just like always so open and kind and, and people just, things just keep happening to her and people keep, it's like when that scene happens with the, the man she's taking care of, I like literally like yelled like, at the screen. Yeah. No, leave her alone. Like, um, I just want to give her a hug and go away. Like, I know. Let her I write do. her poetry and just like go, you know. I Whatever, would happily but... play badminton with her if, you know. If I <laughs> yes, could. I know. It's, I yeah. know. And she also, I got to say, she has really great style. Like oh, yeah. That's one thing, too, is that, like, she kind of wears these nice flashy dresses and everyone comments, almost comments on them when she enters a room. They Like, she's got, like, great floral sh- shirts and outfits. And scarves um, and hats. And, yeah, and, she she works oh, with yeah. Yeah, she's great. Um, have you? Let me ask. Have you ever seen any uh, Ling Chang Dong films prior to this one? Yep. Um, just yeah. the. Um, can't even think today. Just Burning. Burning. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I saw. I saw Burning the year it came out. That's a. I thought and yeah, like immediately I thought, oh, this is excellent. I have to seek out more of this filmmaker's work, and uh, I never did. But um, thank, thank you, you, Jerry. Push this to this. Thank you, J- listener Jerry, for being a personal cattle prod of getting me onto the right track. Uh, I did not know what I was doing with my life uh, prior to you know seeing either of these films. Uh, to be yeah, honest, yeah. What were we doing? Like yeah. we were just aimlessly floating. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but yeah. So God, poetry. I mean, um, uh, Eddie, like anything else that comes to your mind regarding the uh, Miha or her film. Oh, you know, it's just, it, it's a great character study too. And I just, mm-hmm. uh, I just such a beautiful movie, you know, and, um, it's one that I've keep going back to yeah. and I just, it just keeps, you know, kind of popping up in my brain ever since I watched it and, you know, very different from the last detail. Yeah, um, very much so. <laughs> I mean, but, you, but 
but like but both performances so are, or like both central performances are excellent for yeah. different reasons. Yeah, exactly. I think the performances are are both like kind of the connective element here because they're both mm-hmm. just they're both all rather really good. Yeah. And and very much kind of the focus of both of these films um, is is the characters and and the performances. So yeah, yeah. I think I think our listeners did us well. I think so too. Um, yeah, and uh, anybody else out there just is sort of as an open invitation. If you're a fan if of the show, you want to be a cattle prod. Exactly. <laughs> you have to. I mean, it's it is difficult because like on our own, Christy and I have covered a lot of ground, so it's rare to find a film that neither of us have seen uh, that is acclaimed as these are. Um, so like, if you know, if we find them, we'll happily watch and discuss them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's also just oh, I wanted to mention like the uh, she goes to um, these like poetry nights mm. uh, and then she like she's kind of taken aback by one character who turns out to be a police officer like he's he does like this kind of profane slam poetry I guess you would describe it and mm. she's she's kind of like again with just her like she views poetry not just like as a means of sharpening her mind but also just sort of like articulating beauty of the world. And she thinks he's kind of spoiling it, um, w- w- like with just the way that he does it. And like, you know, he's 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 tries to be very cordial about it. But um, again, it's it's just her kind of looking at the art she's trying to make and how it's it's just kind of being ruined by uh, other people. Uh, you know, it's it's really just like her only safe outlet in the world. Yeah. And just that just reminded me of another scene that I love very early on when she goes in to sign up. They've already yeah. like closed it. And yeah. she just like comes in and she's like, you know, I want to take the poetry class. And, and the two women, I think it's two women are like, um, yeah, that's 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 closed. Like, how do we handle this? What do we do? And she's just so persistent. And she gets in. She gets into the poetry class. But um, I don't know. It's just the way that the ease in which she speaks. And yeah, it's uh, it's it's wonderful to watch. And the poem at the end is also. Um, yeah. Just, just the final, the final moments of this film. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's one that like, it, it didn't really strike me as I was watching it because it just kind of flows at a very mm-hmm. languid pace. But like, the more I sat and thought on this film, I was just really taken aback at how powerful it was. Yeah. Um, it's, it's inter- It's kind of the inverse of the last detail. Like the last detail, I'm like immediately, oh, this is like Nicholson is great. I'm invested. This is rich. And then here, this is like a different sort of like it slowly gets into you. Um, yeah, it's, and it seeps into you. It, uh, exactly. Yeah. Marinates. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 great stuff. Um, good job, listeners. Yes, we're listener, so proud. Listener ooh, Paula ooh. and listener Jerry. <laughs> you are your champions of this episode. Uh, Our heroes. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Any other anything? Any other thoughts on these films other than go see them? <laughs> yeah, um yeah. the last detail of the poetry or poetry of the last detail. Um yeah, I I just really great choices. Love them both for different reasons. Uh, it was really just a fun time watching them both. Maybe fun isn't the right word for poetry, but um a very meaningful experience for that and they they both stuck with me. I'm really really happy that they were you know, pushed on me to watch them. I'm very grateful for that. So thank you guys yeah. again. Same here. All right. Yeah. Well, where uh, where should uh, people wish to write uh, in, Christy? Where should they go? 
um, should write in. Oh, to... <laughs> or, or tweet at you. I don't know. Uh, you can tweet at us. You could send send us a message. Um, but Twitter is uh, you can do at Film Inquiry. Also, my personal is at Strauss underscore Christie. S T R O U S E underscore K R I S T Y. Jake. Yeah, yeah, I'm at uh, Jake Tropila on all things, just uh, J-A-K-E-T-R-O-P-I-L-A. Uh, you can, you know, feel free to hit us up there. I think uh, also you can just reach out to the our main uh, website. Twitter is at Film Inquiry. Uh, we're, uh, yeah, we'll be uh, happy to hear from you. And uh, if you uh, if you think you have a film that you love and you want to hear us talk about it, and we on the chance that neither of us have seen it. Uh, then we, uh, we, yeah, we look forward to hearing suggestions. Hopefully this uh, opens up more of them. We, uh, yes. yeah, definitely want to hear from you. We encourage you to, to contact us and throw out some suggestions because this was a really good idea. And, yeah. you know, we love to mix things up at the Blind Spots studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Live from Hollywood, California. <laughs> uh, All well, right. Thank you. This was fun. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be well. Stay safe. Be kind. Take care. Until next time. Watch these movies. Groovy.